March 29th, 2022. We're in Masechet Sanhedrin, and Dav Samech just a couple lines before the end of the page. It's three lines from the bottom. The Gemara is finishing up its discussion on that earlier Mishnah. says, Hasheni Omer Af Ani Kamohu. If you recall the circumstances, the Edim are testifying about a situation in which someone was Megadev, someone was Mekalel, someone cursed God's name. And in that circumstance, we went through the entirety of the case. We listened to the Edim, and throughout they were speaking Bikinui instead of actually mentioning Akadosh Baruch Hu's name. They were saying something along the lines of Yoseh in place of it. At the very end, Nigmar Hadin, the Mishnah said, well, then we would turn to the Gadol Shebenehem, the greatest of the Edim of the witnesses. We would demand that he actually state what was said, in other words, the exact words and the exact name of God. And after he would say so, they would turn to the second Eid and then the third Eid, if there was one, and each of them would say, Af ani kamohu. Now what the Gemara will quickly be picking up on is how the Mishnah and Afkafteta Mudalif earlier in our Masechet seemed to say to state very clearly that each one of the Eidim needs to individually report what they saw or or, or heard. And as a result, it's hard to understand that over here, you have the first one stating it, and then the next one says, yeah, and me too. And then the third one saying, yeah, and me too. I thought they have to say exactly the same thing. They have to say exactly what they saw. Says the Gemara, Amar Lakish, Resh Lakish derives from this, Shema' mina afani kamohu, when a person states, quote unquote, me as well, so to me as well, kasher, that would be, technically speaking, kosher, both in dinema monot, in financial issues. If one person testifies and then the next one, in a technical sense, not in a practical sense, as we'll understand in a second, says, me as well, I heard the same thing, I saw the same thing, that would be sufficient. And certainly in dinema fashot as well, that's what we're dealing with over here. We're dealing with putting a person to death by sekila for the kelala, for cursing. And nonetheless, we're accepting such a testimony. But wait a second, the Mishnah told us on Kaftet, there needs to be more than that. The Mishnah Daf Kaftet seemed to say quite clearly that each person needs to speak. Each person needs to state exactly what they saw or heard. Uma'alahu de'avud rabbanan. It's a ma'ala, it's a higher stature, it's a higher standards which the hachamim established in, in terms of saying we'd rather in our regular cases not have people just say afani kamo. we want them to state exactly what they saw, exactly what they heard. Hacha, over here in our circumstance, kevan de la evshar, since it's not possible, why is it not possible? We don't want everyone mentioning God's name, we don't want everyone mentioning God's name in in uh, in context of a curse, ukmuha rabbanan adoraita. We went back to the halacha min haTorah. So again, in general, the halacha is afani kamohu would be sufficient. There's a ma'ala mid rabbanan. The hachamim say we'd rather it's inappropriate in our co- uh, court context having it said as such. We'd rather people actually state exactly what they saw or heard. Over here, where we'd flip back and don't want them actually saying it. Ukmuha Rabbanana de Oraita, the Hachamim reverted back to the Din Min HaTorah that Afani Kamohu is sufficient. The Isal Kada Atach says, Resh Lakish, if you were to even think Pasul, that technically speaking, it doesn't work if a person says, Afani Kamohu, Hachamishum de Laifshar, Katlinan de Gavra, because in this circumstance, we'd rather not, it's inappropriate for them to mention God's name and the curse. Therefore, we kill a person in an inappropriate, unlawful way. In other words, 
words, it cannot be that this is going against the law. It's rather reverting back to the letter of the law. In other words, put it in our uh, contemporary uh, language, you'd say this is a homramid rabbanan, it's a stringency from the rabbis. In this circumstance, we revert back to the mi'ikar hadin because la ifshar. If this was not the mi'ikar hadin, we could not and would not kill a person based on something against the law. Concludes the Gemara over here, v'hashelishi omer af'ani kamohu. If you recall, that's what we mentioned just a moment ago. The second Eid says, Afani Kamo, and then the Mishnah added as well, Hashilishi. If there was a third witness, he too says, Afani Kamo, I also heard and saw the same thing. The Gemara thinks that a little bit strange. Why is it necessary to hear it from the third one? It's true that the circumstance must have been there were three witnesses watching this take place, listening as the person curses God. However, why two, two witnesses is sufficient? The Torah says, Al edim, o edim yakum davar. The Torah says that either two or three, which of course, and we'll discuss in a second, the Gemara and Makot wonders, so in the Mishnah really, why do you need mention of both two and three? But we all know two witnesses is sufficient. Why does the Mishnah say that not only the second one says Afani Kamo, but the third one as well says the Gemara Setama? It must be that our Mishnah Setama is is with is is accepting the opinion Kirbi Akiva, the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Who's Rabbi Akiva? The Makish Shelosha Lishnaim. The opinion of Rabbi Akiva in Masechem Makot and Dafhe is the following. Um, it says, what if which means to say one of the witnesses is found either karov, he's related to one of the other witnesses or one of the litigants, or he's pasul, he's what's known as pasul uh, he's a rasha for whatever reason. We've even learned in Masechet Sanhedrin what sort of people would be invalidated for testimony. Now, if one of those witnesses is found to be karov or pasul, so we know if there were two witnesses, you throw out the testimony. That's thrown out. What if two of the witnesses, and the third one is karov so you could, and you technically speaking, would make a lot of sense, say, we'll accept the two and we'll throw out the third one. All we need is two witnesses. So this third guy walked in, tell him to walk out. He was found to be Karova Pasu. The opinion of Rabbi Akiva is that's why the Torah says, Al Edim. It's telling you that if they walk in as three, if they walk in as four, if they walk in as a hundred and three, a hundred and four, whatever it is, we need to listen to each one of them. Their one segment, their one testimony, one kat edim. As a result, says our Gemara over here, our Mishnah, which is necessitating, which is making certain that not only the second Eid, but even the third Eid says, Afani Kamu, it must be going with the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, that the third witness, that the third Eid is really a part of this to the extent that we need to hear his words as well. We can't suffice with just the words of the first two. All right, well, that concludes our issue with regards to the Mikaleo, the Megadef, which we read about in the Mishnah. Spent a lot of time I'm getting to the final lines on this matter. We had a whole journey through Sheva Mitzvot B'nai Noach along the way. This next Mishnah, however, brings us uh, forward on the journey of all the people who are Hayav Sekila. It wasn't only Megadef, it wasn't only Mehalil Shabbat and many others. We had on that list as well Ha'oved Avodat Kochabim. So the Mishnah here at the top of Daf Samech Bet begins a whole new chapter in the in the seventh Perek of Masechet Sanhedrin. It starts the chapter of Avodah Zarah. How does a person inappropriately do Avodah Zarah and be Hayav Sekila for it? says the Mishnah Ha'oved Avodat Kochabim, person who does Avodah Zarah. We'll have to 
to find those words because it's interesting. Right afterwards, it says, Ahad ha'oved, ve'ahad ha'mezabeach, ve'ahad ha'mekater, ve'ahad ha'menasech, ve'ahad ha'mishtahaveh, ve'ahad ha'mekabelo alav le'eloa, ve'ha'omer lo eli ata. So the following many descriptions are falling under the heading of ha'oved avodat kochavim. Person who person who worships an idol. How so? So the first one is the hardest to understand, ironically, because it says ehad ha'oved. Oved means you worship, and all the next things seem like worship. Rashi already picks up on that. The first line in the Gemara will. So stay tuned for that. Just realize that it says ehad ha'oved, and then it tells you how to do the avodah. It appears as if oved is different than the next things. But what are those next things? Had ha'mezabeach. Masechet Zevachim deals with slaughtering. Generally speaking, Zevach is slaughtering in the context of Kiddushah. You have Masechet Hulin means you slaughter for whole in order to eat it. Masechet Zevachim means I'm slaughtering as a korban. Hadamizabeh means it's a person who's slaughtering meat for Avodah Zarah in our situation. Hadamekater, Mekater Milashon Ketoret. Mekater Milashon Ketoret means to smoke or to burn. Uh, you're, you're bringing forth either meat or incense, you know, like we envision ketoret, for the avodah zarah. Echad ha-menasech, we know yayin nesech, for example, nisuch ha-yayin, nisuch ha-mayim, lenasech, generally speaking, is a reference to libating with wine. So you used to take wine and spread it out on the altar or whatever it was for the avodah zarah. The Gemara will include in menasech as well, zirikat ha-dam, Whereas we had in our Mikdash, you were throwing or sprinkling blood. Part of Avodah Zarah in our Mishnah is that as well. Ve'ahad ha-mishtahaveh, of course that means to prostrate, to bow down to it. Ve'ahad ha-mekabelo alav le'eloa, a person who accepts the Avodah Zarah uh, verbally as his God or her God. Ve'ha-omer lo, or alternatively, you say to it, uh, Eli Ata, you're my God. Well, what's the difference between those two? Rashi has two interpretations as to what distinguishes. Either one of them is talking about either they're really one and the same. One is explaining what it was. In other words, it said, Hamikabelo alav le'eloa. And then it says, How do you do so? With your mouth. That's the way Rashi's first interpretation goes. In other words, you can't just in your mind say, This is my God, and you're Hayav Sekila. With your mouth, you then said, This is my God. That's sufficient to be Hayav Sekila Avodah Zarah. Alternatively, Rashi says, One's Bifanav, one's Shelo Bifanav. You said uh, to your friend, That's my God, or behind uh, the face of the uh, and the other one is you said it directly to the face of the Avodah but those are all the methods and ways of Avodah interestingly the Gemara again will tell us it's not as simple as it meets the eye because these are circumstances of we'll talk about Shilok or even Shilok but these are all the ways and methods of Avodah continues the Mishnah there are other ways which are inappropriate no doubt it, but uh, but they're not avodah zarah ways. Aval hamegapif, we saw that word already. Megapif means to hug. Vehamenashek, you kiss. Vehamechabed, mechabed means to clean. I don't know, you're sweeping or something like that. Vehamirabetz, mirabetz has to do with the dust always. It means that it's very dusty over there. Instead of sweeping it, I think you put some water in order to make it muddy so the dust is not rising up as much. Vehamirachetz, or you're cleaning the actual avodazana, not cleaning the space. Vehasach, you're anointing it, I assume, with the oil. Vehamalbish, you're putting clothing on the avodazara. Vehamanil, you're putting shoes on the avodazara. 
all of these cases, you certainly violated a mitzvah, we'll give you lashes for it, you'll get malkot. <coughs> you didn't violate the isur of avodah zarah. It's disgusting things. It's uh, respecting with uh, the, the avodah zarah. There are, as Rashi points out, as the Gemara will tell us, pesukim, which are marbeh, not only the avodah, but even the kibud of avodah zarah. But ultimately speaking, you're not hayav sekila, you don't get put to death. There's an interesting side point here in this description of the things that you might or should not be doing. It separates malbish and man'il. Malbish means to put clothing, man'il means to put shoes. Why separate malbish and man'il? In the context, for example, uh, I think the only guy who was here was Morris on uh, Shavuot uh, at the class overnight. I don't know, Shalom, are you there overnight? Whatever. Anyway, in that class, for whatever reason, the, what came up was, uh, it was a side point, but it came up, is clothing, are clothing and shoes equated in halacha? So you say, lemaynaf kamina. Well, first and foremost, here's one. But another one comes up in the context of hilchot shabbat. The Gemara in Masechet Shabbat and Daf Kof Yod Gimal Amud Aleph is doresh the pasuk v'chibadeto me'asot erechecham. So havsecha v'dabed avar. What's v'chibadeto? It's shelo yehem malbushecha shel hol, malbushecha shel shabbat, kemalbushecha shel hol. Your clothing is supposed to be different for shabbat. Uh, how so? so? The Gemara describes exactly how you change it. Do you have a mitzvah, therefore, to change your shoes for Shabbat? In Rav Pe'alim Helek Dalet, that's Ben Ishar Yosef Haim Baghdad, I think it's Siman Yod Gimal, he deals with this issue, and he suggests absolutely you do. How do you know absolutely you do? He says, well, he has two proofs. One's from Talmud Yerushalmi. The other one is from the Berachot we make every morning. We have a Berachah in Berkot HaShachar of Malbish Arumim, which seems to be talking about clothing the naked, and clothing the naked, if shoes are included, so chalas, you mentioned shoes. But then afterwards you say, she'asali kol sorki. She'asali kol sorki is a berachan shoes. That's why we Syrians don't make that berachan chabav, we don't make that berachan kippur. Why do you have two separate berachot? It must be because clothing and shoes are two separate entities. In She'elot Teshubot Yemei Yosef Batra, that's Cham Yosef Yedid Halevi, uh, in Siman Chet, Cham Yosef Yedid Halevi was an inspiration taught in some fashion, Chacham Vadya Yosef. He was from Halab originally, but then he was the rabbi of one of the Batei Knesiot in Shunata Bukharim. In his book, they used to give him out in Sha'ar all the time, Yemei Yosef. Yemei Yosef Batra, my father has tens of them, and you know, so that's that's why I'm sure, Morris, I'm sure you have hundreds of those from your grandfather and father. Anyway, in, in there he disagrees with uh, Ben Ishai, disagrees with uh, with Ben Ishai, with Rab Pe'alim, and he, for example, as I recall, he brings the following counterproof. He says, we also say, Oter Yisrael betifara. we also say, Ozer Yisrael Bigvura. Those are the Gemara says at the end of Masechet Perachot. One Oter Yisrael is when you put a head covering on, when you put some sort of shawl over your head, or a hat or a kippah, we would say today. When you put on your belt, uh, are those not part of clothing? Nobody's going to say those aren't part of clothing. And yet, we delineate, we mention them. Don't bring proofs from the Berachot, says Cham Yosef Yedid Halevi, that we distinguish between these two. So according to him, you could wear the same shoes on Shabbat as you do during weekdays. Yes, Charles. A hundred percent. That's explicit. 
That's explicit in the Gemara. She'asali kol sorki is for shoes. That's explicit in the Gemara at the end of Masech Berachon Daf Samech or so. Maybe Samech Gimal. I forgot exactly the dot, but that's that's the uh, that, that's 100%. It's a question. I'll I'll, I'll share with you my hashkafa on it afterwards. Why she'asali kol sorki is for shoes, but it's 100% for shoes. Yeah. And lastly, just in wrapping this up and back to Avodah Zarah, I know, bring us from Shabbat to Avodah Zarah, but uh, lastly, Chacham Vadya Yosef in, in his Yehavedat and Chelekein, Siman Kaf Gimal, he tries to make a, uh, a compromise between these two opinions. So he says, listen, if you're not going to put on absolutely new shoes for Shabbat, at least clean them off, maybe polish them or shine them or something like that. You fulfilled both opinions. Well, there's no fulfilling Yemei Yosef, but you can accept Yemei Yosef and say Yemei Yosef Batra, and nonetheless say, okay, so you're not going to buy an extra pair of shoes, but clean your shoes in order to fulfill the words of Ben Ishchai. Anyway, back to our Mishnah. The Mishnah again mentioned Malbish and Man'il as separate entities. That's why we talked about that in this context. It continues the Mishnah. It says, Hanoder Bishmo Bishmo, over two more cases. Noder, a neder, we have Masech in Nidarim, means I prohibit something to me. That's a neder. The next words, as Rashi explains, mekayim is a reference to a shivu'ah. A shivu'ah could also be a prohibition, but it's in terms of my actions. The lashon of the Gemara at the beginning of Masechet Nidarim is that a neder is on hefza and shivu'ah is on gavra. Hefza means object, gavra means person. A neder, I say, this item or this action is prohibited to me. A shivua says, I won't or I will. That's the difference between a neder and a shivua. So as a result, hanoder bishmo, lindor bishmo, lidor bishmo means that I say, this bottle of water is prohibited to me by the name of, and I mentioned the avodah zara. That's, that's a noder bishmo. Or I say, I won't drink from this water. That's a shivua by the name of the avodah zara. Why would a person do that? Out of their mind. They want to give credence to the name of the God that they believe in. Uh, Rashid actually formulates it the way the hachamim generally formulate nidarim. It says kunam. Kunam is a lashon of korban, a lashon of kedushah. But again, it's the issue over here is not avodah zara per se. This is almost a derivative of avodah zara. Mitzvah lo ta'aseh, the Gemara will derive from a pasuk, but it's not a worship. You're mentioning the name. It's disgusting. It's terrible, but it's not worship per se. You're not going to be put to death. Lastly, says the Mishnah, there are strange ways of worship, which you might not imagine as being a standard way of uh, being liable to death penalty, but you're hayav because in these circumstances, it's kedarka, strange situations in which this is the way of worship. I'm sure you've all heard of these. Hapu'ir atzmo ba'al peor. One type of avodah zara, classic, famous one, is known as ba'al peor. The way people would worship it was by uh, defecating in front of it. They would use the bathroom in front of it. That's hapu'ir. Or they would reveal themselves, expose themselves in front of it. It sounds disgusting. It is disgusting. That was the way avodah zara. And as a result, for ba'al peor, again, the name ba'al peor, you already hear the word pu'ir asmo. That's the way you'd be hayav mita. If you did so, zohi avodata says the Mishnah, that's the derech ha'avodah. How the Hachamim know this? I guess it was just a well-known thing. Hazorek even lemarkolis, the Gemara in Masechet Avodah Zarah, maybe on Dafnun or so, talks about what Markolis exactly was, if you recall. It's this three-stone Avodah Zarah, strange type of thing. There was one stone and one's almost like a triangle, two on the ground and one on top of it, if I remember correctly. And then you would throw stones 
to it or at it. That was the way of worshipping in Avodah Zarah. Zohi Avodatah, that as well. You'd be Hayav Mitah, Hayav Sekila, if you just throw a stone at it. Uh, you know, I listen to strange things, strange ways. Anyway, that's the Mishnah. That's what the Mishnah describes again the ways in which you Hayav Mitah, and then the circumstances where it's not a Hayuv Mitah, but it's a Mitzvah Lo Ta'aseh, you'd get Malkot for it. It says the Gemara, Mai Ehad Ha'oved. That's what I told you was coming very early in the Gemara. The Mishnah began, if you recall, the first words in the Mishnah, Ha'oved Avodat Kochavim. That we know is our heading, dash or colon or bold. And then it says, Ehad Ha'oved, the person who worships. But then you went into the methods and ways of worship. What were they? Mizabeh, Mekatir, and so on and so forth. So what did it mean? Ehad Ha'oved, Amar Birmiyah Hacheka Amar. says Birmiyah, here's how you have to read the Mishnah. Ehad Ha'oved is its own thing. And then afterwards, we're in a completely different method. How so? Hacheka Amar. Ehad Ha'oved Kedarka. It goes as follows. Uh, each one of these ways, each one of these avodat zara entities, beings, would have their own way of avodah. We read at the end of the Mishnah, for example, the Baal Peor and the Markolis. Now, each one of them had their own ways. If you went to any of these other ones and you did a kidarka. It might be for X, it's Hishtahava'a. It might be for Y, it's uh, Ziviha, and so forth. Certainly, Hayav Mita. That's the first words in the Mishnah. If you do it, Kiddarka, in the way. You walk into the sanctuary, it says on the sign, the way we do our Avodah over here is by bowing. So you walked in and you did the bowing. You're Hayav, certainly in any of those circumstances. However, continues the Mishnah, what if it's Shiloh Kiddarka? I don't know. You want to be very creative in your Avodah Zarah. And as a result, you enter into the sanctuary, you walk up to this Avodah Zarah, and you do one of these other things. Now, what is the Sad of these other things. We're calling that Shiloh Kedarka. It's not the way and method of Avodah Zarah, but you're still going to be Hayav Mita, Hayav Sekila. What's the Sad If you paid careful attention, or even not too careful attention, these are ways of our Avodah Farah Kadosh Baruch Hu, Bamishkan, Bamikdash. These are called the Avodah, Avodah Tapanim, or Penim. These are the things we did when we were inside the Mikdash and the Mishkan. That's this list over here, which the Gemara will derive, will understand Bidoresh from Pesukim. So, you know, you have Mezabeh, Mekateh, Menasech, Mishtahav, not Mishtahaveh. We'll talk about why Mishtahaveh is in there as well. But each of these are the ways of Avodah for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even if it's Shiloh Kedarka of the Avodah Zara, even if it's not the regular worship, you're still going to be Hayav Sekila. So again, Amar Birmiyah, Hachek, Amar Echad HaOved Kedarka, Ve'echad, and even HaMezabeh, Ve'echad HaMekateh, Ve'echad HaMenasech, Ve'echad Mishtahaveh, Ve'afilu Shiloh Kedarka. Because those are examples for strange avodot. These first avodot are what we'd imagine might be kedarka. I don't know, you went into ex avodazara, it might be the way of ziviha. The last parts are the famous strange avodot, which we're specifically mentioning. We didn't need to. You're right. You could have just left it as ehad ha'oved kedarka and sufficient and chalas, and you'll understand. It goes into detail on two of the famous strange ones. That's a good question. Says the Gemara over here, velechshov name zorek. I mean, it's it's along the lines of, uh, of of what we were discussing, debating a few minutes ago, and that is 
the ways of Avodah, as I just mentioned, are what you did in the Mikdash. Well, we know a lot of the things we did in the Mikdash. We pretty much mentioned almost all of them in terms of Avodah. Mezabeah and Mikater, you think about Ketoret. Menasech, you think about pouring the wine, libating, and so forth. But what about Zerikat Adam? Again, Zerikat Adam is no small thing. Zerikat Adam was part of our Avodah. We generally speak, at least I, generally speaking, without actually putting my mind to thinking about the Korban, I just think about slaughtering and then burning. A major part of it was Zerikat Adam. According to Arambam and Moreh Nebuchim, this was a major part of the anti-Avodah Zara segment of, uh, of the uh, Avodah Korbanot. The way of the of the Avodah Zarah, as the Gemara makes clear in one or two places, was through blood. Blood was all about Avodah Zarah. So Zerikat Adam is certainly a part of what we did in the Mikdash. As a result, if we're calling this Shiloh Kedarka, but we're saying it's the inappropriate way of worshipping, we should have mentioned Zerikat Adam as well. Answers the Gemara, Amar the truth is, Zorek Ainu Menasech. We did include Zorek, it was under the heading of Menasech. Menasech, we said, is libating. Okay, it means not only libating wine, but so to speak, um, sprinkling blood. How do you know? Dichtiv, he cites a pasuk. Now this pasuk, of course, not the source, but it's a gilui. The pasuk says, Bal asich niskehem midam. In the context of niskehem, nesech, the libation, talks about dam, blood. We understand that you could use the word nisuch, not only for yain, not only for mayim and sukkot, but for dam as well. So when the Mishnah says menasech, it means not only the wine, it means sprinkling zirikat dam as well. So that's what the Gemara has... Question? No, that's what the Gemara has said for us. The Gemara says, All right, so now I got the halachot clear. The Mishnah made clear the halachot. Now I actually understand what the Mishnah is saying. But what's uh, what's, what's the source? What's the makor in Torah for these halachot? Question, Judah? Yeah, so is it saying that there's two different criteria for when we would be hayab, uh, somebody would be hayab for, for performing these acts, either that they were the way that you person would do that specific or if it was the way we treated these animals in Beit HaMikdash, those are the two That's exactly it. Again, either their way, and then you can include on this list a hundred thousand other things, right? In other words, not only these actions, right. like 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 uh, Morris pointed out, the por'er and anything other strange activity you could think of. And then even you walk into, I mean, you know, I, unfortunately I imagine it. I imagine walking into some Hindu mosque in the, or whatever temple in, in India and they look at you like you're crazy and you start doing the avodah that we did in the Mikdash, Hayav Sekila. But you're not even doing, that's our way and as a result it's avodah zara. That's, that's the two things. And Oved is Kedarka, their way. And all these other things are our way, which is Hayuv Sekila as well. That's exactly it. Says the Gemara, what's your proof or what's your text that you could point to? Listen, when it comes to the, the way of the Avodah Zarah, it's somewhat easy to understand. Avodah Zarah is Asur, their way. Who said, as Judah said, what we do with our animals, what we're supposed to do, who said that constitutes Avodah Zarah? That constitutes you out of your mind. Who said that's Avodah Zarah? They look at you like you're out of your mind. The Tanura Banan says, Gemara, we have a Beraita. Ilu Ne'emar, if the Pasuk just said the following words, Zoveach. Yahoram. I know there's a word in between. We're purposely skipping it for a second. Zoveh means to slaughter. Yahoram. We understand that Rashi cites a pasuk is death. So if the pasuk just said, if you slaughter, you get put to death. I would have perhaps thought that the reference in the pasuk is, I'm taking 
Kodashim, things that I sanctified for our Mikdash, and instead of doing it inside of the Mikdash, I slaughtered it outside. Maybe that's what the Pasuk means. Pasuk is referring to slaughtering and death penalty. What's well, a case of slaughtering and death penalty? Oh, it must be. I'm supposed to slaughter this in the Mikdash. I did it outside. But says the Gemara, uh, I would have said, Tamud Lomar, you missed the middle word. The Pasuk says, Zoveach. Lelohim Yahoram. If you slaughter for gods, you get killed. What's that talking about? Well, I'm uh, supposed to slaughter for God. No, 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 for gods, for the gods with the lowercase g, with the Elohim that were able to say that word. Clearly, it's talking about when you slaughter for Avodah Zarah. Pause for a second. Slaughter for Avodah Zarah. Is that the way of the Avodah Zarah? Or is that the way of, of us? That's what the Gemara is picking up on. Why does the Torah need to go out of its way and not just say, Avodah Zarah is Asur, which it does in many places. It goes out of its way to say, slaughtering for Avodah Zarah is Oh, that's already a marker for us. That's a hint that if you do one of our activities, the things we're supposed to be doing for God in our Mikdash, for their gods, even if it's not their way, you're Hayav Mita Eni Ela Bezoveach. Well, that Pasuk said Zoveach. I told you, Masechet Zevachim talks about slaughtering. Our Mishnah didn't only say slaughtering. Our Mishnah said mekatev, menasech, minayin. Had you come up with those as well to include all the avodot hapenim, all the things we do inside the Mikdash? Talmud Lomar, that's what the Pasuk says, bilti ladonai levado. The end of the Pasuk says that these things or this thing, the slaughtering, is only for God. <laughs> those are extra words. Just tell me, don't slaughter for avodah zarah. You're telling me now the reason. The reason is because this is an activity. This is a hanhaga we have for Hakadosh Baruch for the true God. It means all the hanhagot in turn that we do for our real God, and you did it for the other one, mekater and menasech and so forth. Clearly, those things are included with zoveh that you get sekila riken haavodot kulan riken milashon rek. It empties out all these avodot lashem hamiyuhad only if you're doing it for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And that's, 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 that's the halakha over here. So again, the Gemara derives from this pasuk that even if these are avodot shelo kedarka, not the way of avodah zarah, but you're doing it for avodah zarah, and it's supposed to be biltila Hashem levado, hayav sekila lefishe yase aze vichalidon be'avodat penim, minayin lerabot hishtahava'a, Says the Gemara. Well, now I uh, excuse me. Riken ha'avodot kulan l'shem miyuchad l'fishi atzaz v'chalidon ba'avodat penin. Says the Gemara. Minayin l'rabot hishtahava'a. How do I know to include as well hishtahava'a? We don't do a mandated as part of the avodah of Hakadosh Baruch Hu in the Mishkan or in the Mikdash Ishtahavaa. Maybe we do it sometimes, but it's not part of the avodah. It was never part of the avodah. And our Mishnah mentioned Ishtahavaa, mentioned bowing, prostrating as part of the avodah. Zara Tamud Lomar, as we have an extra pasuk that says Vayelech Vayavod Elohim Achirim. So first and foremost, it's talking about wrongful avodah, avodah zara. But then the pasuk continues and it says, Vayishtahu lahem. The pasuk says, and, it, and he bows to them. Oh, so clearly bowing is included or is part of this avodah, avodah zara. And right afterwards, the pasuk says, The pasuk says, and you're supposed to take that person out and kill them. How clearly we kill not only for the avodot penim, but even for hishtahava again, if it should look kedarka, is our understanding. Says the Gemara, Oneshamanu.
First and foremost, I'm, maybe I'm forgetting. Did the Kohen Gadol do a Hishtachava'a? We did. That's not the Kohen Gadol. That's Kohanim Veha'am. When they heard Shem HaMeforash, they prostrated. Right? That's not part of the Avodah. It's an appropriate thing. And it was a Halakha. You hear Shem HaMeforash being mentioned. I prostrate. It's not that I worship through prostration. I mean, think about our Tefillah. How often do we bow? If Avodah really was Hishtachava, we should be doing it a lot more. I have in, in other... A hundred percent, Rabbi. It was the Zivicha, it was the Se'ir HaLazazel, Se'ir it was the Zerika, it was the Ketoret, it was not Hishtahava. Again, I, I think you know that intuitively. We sometimes forget it because yeah, that's what we do on Kippur. It wasn't the Avodah. Says the Gemara, okay, lastly, So now that Pasuk, the Veishtahu, says, and you'll take him out and you'll put him to death with sekila. That's called the onesh. That's a punishment. Do you have another? Because we know, we want in the Torah not only a reference to punishment, we want a reference to a azhara warning as well. Tamud lomar, tishtahave le'el The Pasuk says you're not allowed to bow, again, tishtahave le'el to any other uh, God, any other perceived God, lowercase uh, g, and as a result, that's in the, already, that's 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 in Parashat Kitisa. Says the Gemara, well, all that being the case, we'll just start the next words for tomorrow. Yachol shani marbe hamegapef if, if you've been following, what we did was we had a ribui. We said the pasuk says not only avodah, it talks about zoveach lelohim yahoram. And our understanding is that's ziviha, which is inclusive of all avodot apenim. Uh, why was Zeviha Yasamin HaKelal? This is how Rashi explains. This is Yasamin HaKelal. The Kelal is Avodah Zara. Uh, you have Zoveah is Yasamin HaKelal. It's lo lelamed ala kelal, yatsa, ela lelamed ala kelal kulo yatsa. It's coming to be marbe, something bigger. We're supposed to understand in this circumstance that we're having a full-fledged ribui, what sort of ribui? What are we inclusive of? We're inclusive of all the avodot pinim to the extent that we even included hishtahava'ah. Should we include everything? Anything that's a way of, of, of approaching the avodah zarah? Maybe minashik, maybe megapif, maybe a person who, who kisses or who hugs the avodah zarah, puts the shoe on the avodah zarah, puts the clothing on the avodah zarah, tamud omar, zoveah. We turn back to that pasuk. The pasuk says, zoveah, if you slaughter, zivicha bichlal hayata velama yasat, Says the Gemara. For that reason, we 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 uh, we tease the line over here. We we uh, we 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 on the one hand are inclusive, on the other hand we're a bit exclusive. How are we inclusive? Well, we say if it says not only avodah zarah but it also says zoveh, I need to understand for what it is. What is Zoveh? It's Avodat Pinim. It's something that's done as part of the Avodah. Well, is it only the Avodah? No, I have Hishtahava'ah as well. Should I include anything more? I don't include anything more, which means to say, ultimately speaking, we now have arrived at the answer to our question of Minaha Nemile. Minaha Nemile, what's the sourcing? How do we know that all of these Avodot, even when they're Shiloki Darka Hayav, the answer is Zoveh Lelohim Yahoram. How do you know Hishtahava'ah? The Pasuk mentions that separately. How do I know all the others are out? 
all the others aren't sheloke darka, and they're not even the ways of avodat penim. And as a result, there's no liability of chayuv sekila. There is a lot to as the Mishnah told us, but there's not a chayuv mitah. Baruch Adonai Amen, amen.